This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Red Sox Precap Podcast. Your podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network where we recap the series that just ended. Preview the series that's about to start. Got yet another four-gamer to run through here. At least we, uh, you know, the bookends were great. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they were great. Uh, but I still uh, don't feel great about talking about the series. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Stuff in the in between was not so great. Uh, so let's dive right in, on into Game One on Friday. Red Sox, Blue Jays, Garrett Richards versus Ross Stripling. Red Sox get the walk off win. Richards and his performance give up eleven hits in five and a third, only three Ks, two walks. What was your reaction to Richards' start? Uh, yeah, just kind of watching it. It was just kind of like, yeah, this is the bad Richards that I was expecting, uh, sadly. Um, just kind of like the last you know, two or three starts that we've seen from him. We kind of saw this kind of happening. The walks were showing up. The, the hits were starting to show back up. And... Just him going up against the Blue Jays. Yeah, this kind of is what I've expected, um, sadly. Um, it just really sucked to see. Yeah, we've seen him his last few starts basically like toe that line, but they've been against opponents where he's been able to, for, I mean, for, for lack of a better term, like get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it just kind of caught up with him against this really good Blue Jays offense, which not great. Uh, Sawamura came in after him, gave up an inherited run. And then Workman, Taylor, and Whitlock were able to limit the Jays just four hits over the last three innings, allowing the Red Sox offense to bring it all the way back. Alex Verdugo with a three-hit night, getting the walk-off. Uh, most of the offense was done, um, was it was able to get a hit. Verdugo, as I said, picked up three. Enrique Hernandez returned to the top of the lineup and went 0 for 5. Um, were you surprised to see him back in that role? Yes, yes I was. Um you know, they moved him towards the uh, bottom of the lineup, you know, at the beginning of last week. He was doing he was doing okay. Um, and uh, then they put him right back at the top. And I was shocked to, to see that. He didn't really hit well this series, uh, to be honest. So I still don't feel great about it. But yeah, I was shocked that, 
you know, he was only, you know, down at the bottom for just, you know, you know, just a couple games there. Me too. Um, I really hope that it's just a placeholder until um, we are all delivered with the Duran promotion. <laughs> and uh, maybe you can add some, some relief there at the top. Yeah. Uh but they're they're just not getting anything there. It's tough to watch. Just yeah. start the game off with a tough at bat. Uh, home run, Bobby Dalbach. Uh, pretty solid in his last few games. Uh, he has hitting the last four games, hitting over three hundred with a couple homers. Uh, hopefully, he can keep that stretch going. Nice to see him working. And then uh, for the Toronto, uh, Ross Stripling, five and two thirds, four run runs, six strikeouts, two walks. Dolly's got the loss. Uh, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit his first of four home runs in the series. <laughs> <laughs> so one, one for every game. Put on a show. Uh, he, he's so good. <laughs> yeah, he is. It's fun to watch. It's, I mean, it would have been nice if it was against someone else other than the Red Sox, but it's hard not to be impressed by that <laughs> playing baseball. Exactly. Exactly. Moving on to game two, Nick Pavetta, Steven Matz. Uh, more of the same here. Pavetta went five innings, gave up six earned. Four homers. Um, this and the next guy, we've basically been going start by start and saying, um, we're just kind of waiting for the implosion. Seems like it caught up with Pavetta. Is this the beginning of the end, or was it just a real good lineup? I I mean, I've been waiting for Pavetta to kind of be like, yep, this is it, this is it. Um, and we'll talk about the next guy in a bit. Um, but I, I don't think this is necessarily like the end of Pavetta because, I mean, you know, he gave up four home runs, uh, but he only gave up six on runs. So that was, you know, maybe a hit and a walk and just a blip and a bloop, right? Um, and with this type of offense and just how well they're able to hit home runs, I just think that this was a bad night for Pavetta. So I'm still kind of waiting for it to turn bad if that makes sense yeah i think that does make sense um still had six strikeouts only two walks uh only as you as you mentioned gave up six hits and six earned runs so um that's just the contact that they made was devastating yeah just wasn't able to keep it in the yard although that's the thing that is a bit so is a bit gives me a little bit of pause with it uh other than the fact that we've kind of been waiting for a start like this was in comparison to his career average, he had been giving up far less homers than he had in previous seasons. So even get tagged for four in a start makes me a little bit worried that maybe there's some more regression there, but tough to judge off of a one start. Obviously, given the course of the season, he's he's pitched pretty well. Just hope that it uh, doesn't become a trend. Yeah. Uh, which it it kind of has for the next guy. Um, <laughs> wrapping up this one real quick, uh, Rafael Devers, multi-hit game. That was it for the Red Sox. Um, not going to run through that uh, with Toronto because it was a bunch. Lots of home runs. Guerrero hit another. Fantasy talent. Steven Matz went five and two-thirds, giving up four hits, only one earned run, eight strikeouts, two walks. Uh, and then... Tested positive for uh, COVID today and is now in quarantine for 10 days. So yep. that's that's your prize for a good start. 
Alrighty, now on to uh, the worst one in quite some time. Yeah. Game three. Martin Perez, Robbie Ray. Um, Martin Perez has now put in a couple stinkers up here in a row. This was another guy that we were, we were kind of going start to start waiting for something to happen, and it just wasn't. And he was consistently going like five to six innings, giving up two runs. But now it has become a trend for Perez. Where's your... What's your panic meter on Perez? Um, it's uh, it's really moving to you know total overboard overload. Um, I mean it really does uh, stink uh, for Perez, um, knowing that he had to go up against the Astros. What was it? Back to back Astros and then Blue Jays. Um, that's not an easy stretch for anyone, let alone uh, Martin Perez. So that gives me a tad bit of pause, but this game it was just absolutely horrible to 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 watch. Um, he did not have it at all, um, like nothing, like anything that he was throwing that it wasn't fooling anyone. It was horrible. So yeah, I I I, I want to see his next outing before I really really am just give me anyone else in this you know this fifth spot. Um, but yeah, this game was just awful. Yeah, to be honest, the second Astro start was kind of predictable. I mean, he had just a stupid start in the first one, but then immediately going up against that offense again, who just saw him for seven innings, mm-hmm. uh, it was fresh in their mind. They jumped all over him. This one was tough. One in the third innings, five earned, no strikeouts, one walk, six hits, and then the Red Sox just hung Ryan Weber out to dry before <laughs> DFAing him. Uh, letting him suffer out there for five and two thirds, and eleven earned. Yeah, eleven earned runs, and mm. his reward was peace. Yeah, they 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 kind of did him kind of dirty, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, they did him very dirty, actually. Like just letting him go, and then just be like, "Yeah, peace, DFA, bye." That that kind of that really does suck. I mean, I wasn't the yeah. biggest. Brian Weber fan, but yeah, I mean, neither was I. And that's a guy that like Jake <laughs> and I on the the Red Seat podcast have been like, why is he on the roster? Yeah, and and I get that like someone has to pitch the innings, but at the time it was only five to one. Yeah, and then just <laughs> letting him suffer through the rests. Oh boy! And then followed up by uh, two position players pitching. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez pitched a clean inning. Got out of that, and then uh, Christian Royo finished it off, uh, giving up two runs, a hit, and a walk, and a homer. Um, lots of hits and homers in this one for Toronto. Uh, only four hits, no multi-hit games. It was just Bogart, Royo, Dobbick, and Pawecki. That was it for the Red Sox. Uh, and this, this <laughs> they, they needed something good to happen in Game Four, and thank God they got it. Yeah. Um. Robbie Ray for Toronto, just putting a ball on this one. Ten strikeouts in six innings, three walks. Uh, he is having himself best year of his career. Yeah. Another one that is fun to watch, just not against the Red Sox. <laughs> exactly. Uh believe there was two home runs from Guerrero in this one. Uh, or someone had two home runs. 
Um, I don't think I don't think it was Guerrero, but uh, he did have a home run because he hits home runs. But not oh, to Oscar Hernandez. That yep, was it. that's right. Yeah, and Guerrero just won a game for for total. So that brought us to tonight. Nathan Evaldi versus Alec Manoa, who has pitched rather well in his brief major league career so far. Uh, Red Sox really needing a solid start from the starter after. Uh, the garbage that has been the past basically since the calendar flipped to june uh they've been a bottom three pitching staff which uh now on june 14th it's not a small sample yep so (laughs) that's a bit tough they needed a great start and they got it nathan valdi exactly what we needed uh valdi goes six and two thirds three hits one walk four strikeouts no runs clean slate what did you think of Evaldi's start tonight um I thought it was it was really good and honestly it wasn't what I was expecting like just you know I was coming home from work today and just like oh geez you know Evaldi hasn't really looked great uh the Blue Jays offense has been just you know killing it I'm just like oh this is going to be another bad matchup but it wasn't Evaldi looked fine um, again, I mean, you wanted to see maybe a little bit more of the strikeout stuff. Um, but if we were able to limit the Blue Jays, uh, if Iavati was able to limit the Blue Jays to only three hits, I am totally fine with only four strikeouts. Seriously. Yeah. All year, he's been really good at pitching to contact. When he's yeah. racking up strikeouts and he's in the zone too much, he gets hit a lot. Uh, but when he's on the fringes like he was today, he had a fastball slider, got the pitching into treatment, shows you how good it was tonight. Oh, it was just great. It was great to watch. And at a moment that they really needed it. And, of course, going up against uh, Manoa, who pitched six uh, innings, gave up four hits, one run, five strikeouts. His ERA is at 2.66. He's a fun little kid to watch. Um, The Red Sox needed a good start. Got it. Josh Taylor came in with the tying run on third. Got the strikeout of noted Red Sox murderer, Rowdy Talese. (laughs) Uh, to escape that jam. And then uh, Matt Barnes decided, you know, I've had enough of these saves. I want to win. Giving up Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s fourth homer of the series to tie the game in the ninth, where Rafael Devers walked it off to give the Red Sox a split of the series 2-2. And I'll be entirely honest with you, uh, split 2-2 feels like a success, given the starting (laughs) pitching, right? It really does, especially with that middle part of this Blue Jays sandwich where, you know, those those two games where you just wanted to hide under your covers and just not watch baseball anymore. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, it, it kind of feels okay going two for two. And what about, you know, Josh Taylor? I know we've talked about him for a bit, but he's, he's really just picked it up and it's been super clutch, super clutch. Yeah, he has been massively impressive. Um, uh, he was another guy, um, very often on the, the red seat. We talk about the pitching cause that's the, uh, the most interesting, un- unpredictable piece of this team as you would <laughs> expect. Uh, and oftentimes we reference people in the bullpen that were like, they're just kind of taking up a 40 man roster spot. Why are they there? And we talked about Josh Taylor for the first month of the season of why he was still on the roster. And, uh, I guess he's proven it now. Alex yeah. Cora stuck with him. And he's delivering. And three strikeouts in four outs, uh, including the massive strikeout of Talese. I, I mean, I think he's he's the go-to guy, the bridge to Barnes now over 
uh, Ottavino, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I have more confidence in Taylor over Ottavino. Um, so, yeah, I, I would think so. And that's not something that I thought that I would say definitely at the beginning of the season, a month into the season, but the dude is absolutely killing it. Yeah, same. Happy to have it. Yeah. Happy to have it. All right, uh, MVP of the series. Oh, boy. Um, can I just go with Josh Taylor just because uh, I I feel really good about him? I'm just going to go with him because it was not a good series. So, Josh Taylor, MVP. I'm good with that. I mean, he got the – I feel like I can't overstate the strikeout of Talese, how big that was in the moment. Yeah. Um, and just where he's come from to where he is now to keep that run from scoring so that the Red Sox could get the split eventually. Um yeah. It just feels like this was a win that starts to turn the tide. It felt like one of those wins. They needed it and they got it. And it just, it, you can't help but feel positive about it. And he was a big part of it. Yeah. So I get it. That's I, um, you know, it's not often that we go for the opposing team, but uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was just too good this series. <laughs> I get My it. My lord. Yeah. He's, uh, he's so good. Yeah. All right. We'll take a quick break, come back, and uh, preview the Braves. up-to-date standings um but i imagine nothing will have changed by the time you listen to this tomorrow so it should be up to date as you're listening to this uh the red sox second place sitting two and a half back of the rays uh they are uh real quick math five and a half to yeah five and a half ahead of the blue jays uh and six ahead of the yankees uh so able to actually uh gain on the yankees here uh yeah gain on the yankees here through this split um although they lost a game to the race and still a bajillion against the orioles but um we've seen the braves a couple times already pitching matchups for this one Eduardo rodriguez versus tucker davidson Garrett Richards versus Ian Anderson, and then we got a day off on Thursday. So nice little two-game series. Uh, Braves kind of underperforming here. Uh, 30 and 33 on the year. They sit third in the AL or NL East. Uh, five and a half back of the Mets. What are you expecting from the Braves this series? Um, I guess kind of okayness. Um, I mean, I mean. <laughs> Uh, they they just really haven't really put together a big run. So obviously with like their record, like they're sitting at 30 and 33, they're just kind of okay. Uh, their pitching has been not great. Their bullpen hasn't been great. They have some really good hitters, um, but they just haven't really, really been able to put everything together. So with this two-step, um, I'm, I'm just kind of expecting – Okay. Ness. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Uh, the Braves, much like just about everybody around the league, has had their injury issues on their, on offense, but they're still um, a top-half offense. It's currently 12th uh, in the majors. Is this going to be another another bump in the road for Eduardo Rodriguez, or are we expecting a bounce back or hoping for – well, obviously hoping, but expecting? <laughs> um. I I am I I I don't know I 
I guess if I was a betting woman, um, I would say no. Um, that that's even with the Braves kind of like underperforming just a little bit, their top of the order, um, you know, is still very scary with you know Albies and, and Acuna Jr. and Freddie Freeman and uh, you know guys like that. Like I I I'm still scared, and I know that Truist Field. Um, you know, down in the suburbs of Atlanta is kind of uh, kind of like a hitter's park. So it still scares me a bit. Um, so I'm not expecting a rebound from him. I know absolutely nothing about Tucker Davidson. Is this someone the Red Sox can jump on? <laughs> um, I, 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 I do think so. I mean, I've been kind of sort of like uh, a Tucker Davidson fan um, from a deep league fantasy baseball standpoint. Um, but, uh, this guy, um, uh, is interesting, but he does have his walk issues. Um, so if I, th- I think that our offense can just kind of like hold him out, like just wait him out just a little bit, uh, wait for him, wait for their, wait for their perfect pitch, you know, make him make a mistake. So I do think that, um, our offense can get to him. Great. Yeah. Uh, game two, Richards versus Ian Anderson is a much more exciting pitching matchup. Um, Second matchup for Richards against Atlanta. On May 25th, he went five and two-thirds, gave up three earned, six hits, four Ks, and four walks. Uh, and that was, this was the start of his most recent slide. Uh, do we think he can kind of regain his footing here? Um, I hope so. I hope so. Again, like, I, I'm very scared of the, the, definitely the top of the order. Um, so I think it's, we will definitely know very quickly whether it's going to be a good Garrett Richards start or a bad Garrett Richards start. Um, I just, as you know, I've been kind of down on Richards for a bit. Um, so I, I don't feel confident. Um, but I really hope that he surprises me. All right. Um, Ian Anderson has been up and down so far this season. He's pitched well against poor offenses, but struggled against good offenses, which is, uh, you know, a good omen for the Red Sox. Uh, what do you think you can expect from the offense from the Red Sox in this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I was just kind of like uh, uh, prepping for this. I was, you know, looking at the, the game scores um, game by game. And yeah, just like you said, uh, he struggles against good offenses. And I think that the Red Sox has a pretty darn good one, especially at the top. So I think, sadly, um, that this game might be uh, kind of high scoring. <laughs> yeah which i guess that also uh, hopefully would play in the red sox favor yeah definitely. um nice little two-game series what is your series prediction um i think that we split this but i could definitely see us sweeping this because i'm 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 just hopeful that Rock can get it together but if i had to put my money on it i say we split one to one I'm going to go Red Sox sweep, take both. And maybe it's just because I'm, you know, riding high minutes after a walk-off. But uh, I'm feeling it. Nice. Who's your prediction for MVP? Um, I am going to go... Um, let's go Let's go with Erod because I need to give him some good juju. So let's go with Erod. I like it. I'm going to go with Richards. Nice. Bounce back. Kills it. Let's go. 
Alrighty, that's going to do it for us. Um, you can find both of us at Over the Monster, where we do roundtables and stuff. You can also find us on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at the Spoken Keats. You can find Shelly at Shelly V underscore 643. And we will be back with you again on Friday morning as we're going to record uh, for this on the off day on Thursday. So we'll be back again to preview Kansas City without Andrew Benintendi. Thanks for listening.